you cover up an ear and you cover up a mouth, you still got an ear. So we are supposed to be listening twice as much as we are speaking. Welcome, family, to the Bacon Bits Podcast, where we desire for you to take the bits of information and immediately apply them to your life for success. The ground rules for our podcast is that it is always going to be encouraging, uplifting, and informative. The areas of life that we will be talking about on the Bacon Bits Podcast is dealing with having a balanced life. I need to hear you say it. Say valuable. Information. Applied equals success and what we're going to be talking about on this episode is what does assuming do i can't say you know out loud what i'm thinking but most of you guys have heard this statement what does assuming do it does make something out of you and me so assumptions of course are natural everybody does it uh i would love to let you know that we uh, cannot be mindful, man, 24 hours, seven days a week. I mean, our brains are will get distracted. You will get uh, discombobulated. Uh, things will get off course. But we're trying to get to the point where we can organize our thoughts accordingly. We all gather uh, biases and information. Instead, the goal is to be more aware of our assumptions. So we need to keep an open and curious mind something extremely important because uh being narrow-minded is good i I will not uh deflect from that i'm a firm believer in being narrow-minded because in a world where there's so much information and there's so much going on you have to get to the point where you narrow your mind down to the very things that you want to accomplish in life so when listening we often lose track because sometimes we get distracted we start thinking about what we want to eat for dinner, uh, what we have planned for the weekend, you know, our next out of town vacation, what the kids have to do for school and so many other things. So it's easy to get distracted. So we need to focus on staying curious and interested. Often when we feel defensive over an issue it's because we are so narrow minded and we always want to be open to learn more things that is extremely important. But we also have to consider the benefits of learning something new, you know, because uh, I've said it, you know, being at the age of 55, the way we uh, accumulate our retirement funds, the way we do uh, exercise now, the way we uh, love on our wives, our spouses, our kids, the way we uh, are at work is totally different than when I was growing up, you know, because that was a big thing that we weren't really super close with our co-workers usually it was is pretty distant we would just go to work work with them and then come on home you know now it was so much time that's spent with your co-workers guess what you want to have a, a good open relationship with them so you want to stay open and stay refreshed and, and uh be engaging and refreshing in the conversation so focus on staying curious and interested consider the benefits of learning something new you'll feel more engaged and refreshed by the conversation Also, what we want to do is we want to ask for clarification. In fact, it shows that you're paying attention. Many people avoid clarifying because they worry they'll come across as rude or incompetent. And I'm a big advocate of this, man. If you don't know what's going on in a conversation of when you're talking with someone, 
you ought to immediately stop and say, okay, can we rewind just for a quick minute and let me uh, replay to you what my mind is thinking of what you said. Because sometimes, you know, with our brains being the way they are, we will get distracted and we'll hear something somebody said that wasn't even remotely close to what they said. Because if we're dealing with other mindsets and other things that we're thinking about, we have a tendency not to filter the information that we receive uh, correctly. So we want to uh, make sure we ask for a repeat on what the questioning was that we were talking about or the information. That said, the first step towards connecting with someone is understanding them. If you don't understand what they're saying, you miss the chance to strengthen your relationship. And that's something that we definitely want to do in these days and times is the few relationships that we have that are close. We want to keep continuing to strengthen those relationships, whether with coworkers, with our spouses, with our kids, with uh, good close friends. We want to strengthen our relationships. It's hard in these days and times to maintain relationships the way we truly desire because of the time constraints that we're in. So we need to really focus in on strengthening the relationships that we have. Uh, number two, one of the things we want to do is pay attention to nonverbal cues. I used to teach a self-defense class at a uh, psych ward and at a drug and rehab uh, facility that I work at. And one of the number one things we would always have to tell people is 90% of your verbal communication is nonverbal. So a lot of times it's the way you're standing, the way you approach a room, the way you uh, look at somebody, the way you uh, fluctuate your voice, the speed of your uh, vocabulary. All of those things are so important when you are trying to build up a close relationship with somebody. So first, an open body posture uh, indicates that you are super relaxed and you're open. You know, consequently, if you cross your arms or your legs, it shows the opposite. It shows that you're being defensive. You don't want to hear what the other person's opinion is. And you definitely want to get past that. You want to be truly open and receptive to what people are saying. Because when we're interacting with others, we got to consider our posture. Are we loose and relaxed or are we tight and constricted? So one of the things that I have to do, and I have to acknowledge this. So uh, for those that don't know, uh, I happen to be a, a wonderful uh, African-American man. Uh, six, four, 225 pounds. So anytime I enter a room, I'm going to change the dynamics of any room that I enter into. So I'm usually want to be cognitive, of, especially with, with, with women, because I don't want to appear imposing or mean or, uh, just frustrated. So what I have to do is come into the room, making sure I'm standing tall, making sure that I'm smiling, making sure I'm looking non uh, defensive so that it doesn't scare anybody that's in the room because you know people always automatically have their assumptions which we're talking about right now of uh, how a black man usually is so I don't want it to be something that's stereotypical I want it to be something that's very rewarding something that's very uh, liberating something that's very exciting for the people that I'm coming in contact with and I don't want anything to distract that other than you know my ability to uh, come in and, and transform a room with my presence. So I want to be very cognitive of that. Uh, when I'm considering my posture, uh, how do I walk into a room? You know, we talked about that. Do I come in shuffling and with my head hanging low or do I stand straight and tall with my shoulders back, which you want to appear confident. You want to appear uh, a person that has authority. You command respect. And also you want to be engaging, you know, because I'm a firm believer in this. I believe anytime you go into a new room, you can set the atmosphere of the room and don't verbally have to say anything. 
going to the room super confident from the way you walked into the room. So you're setting the tone from just your appearance, how you're dressing. You know, did you take care of yourself? Are you fake smiling? Are you really paying attention to uh, what it is that you're doing when you are uh, entering to a room? Because people skills and nonverbal communication is big because you want to see how authentic authentic the person's smile is. You know, do they have a little crinkle in the eye? Uh, do they have uh, a little, you know, twitch in the corner of their lips, which lets you know there's a more of an authentic smile than just a fake one. And then finally, if you're wondering how well you're connected with someone, look for signs of mirroring. So a lot of times when you're in a room and sometimes you will lean back across your legs, sometimes the people that you're you know talking to, they'll sit back and cross their legs or and some things of that nature. So a great way to see if your communication is, is going well is to watch to see if the people that's in the room with you are mirroring your very uh, body language of what you're doing. So another point that I wanted to bring out when uh, not making assumptions is don't automatically jump to solutions because we are very good at this. When you love someone, it's only natural to want to help them. That's really big especially when they're in pain because you know typically men love to be problem solvers in a conversation we just have this this knack for wanting to always uh solve problems and a lot of times with our significant other or with our kids sometimes they just want us to listen just listen a lot of times brothers i gotta say this all sisters want and that's including your mother your wife daughter or friend is they want acknowledgement and validation and they want their emotions to be heard and felt so we have to be careful of not always wanting to talk 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 solve problems solve problems solve problems sometimes it's just simply sitting there and listening to the person that we have a conversation with so instead of us giving a quick you know answer of quit your job or break up with your friend or read a book or watch this show Sometimes people uh, aren't seeking advice. They're not seeking uh, information. All they want to do is just be heard. So next time you someone comes to you with an issue, consider trading your solution for validation. Consider trading your solution for just a listening ear. Use statements and questions like, man, that does sound hard. I understand you feel upset. I would also feel pissed off if that happened to me. I'm sorry you experienced that. I'd love to help. How can I support you? What can I do to improve this situation? So using a lot of statements that, that, that lets you know, lets the other person know, excuse me, that they're listening to what you're saying. Extremely important. God bless us with two ears and one mouth. If you cover up an ear and you cover up a mouth, you still got an ear. So we are supposed to be listening twice as much as we are speaking. So number four is knowing your boundaries. We all need boundaries. They protect our personal integrity. They speak self-respect. They show respect and understanding towards other people. What usually one person crosses the other person's boundaries too frequently which is what we do a lot or the relationship lacks boundaries entirely. And that's something we don't want to happen. You are entitled to your own limits. These limits may vary from person to person. They may also involve based on evolve. I'm sorry, based on your changing needs. 
because there's always ought to be a time in your life where you're constantly growing. You don't never want to stay stagnant because any time in life you stay stagnant, usually you are going backwards in life. So we always want to grow. We always want to evolve. We always want to be better. But it's not always quickly, quickly, quickly. Hurry, hurry, hurry. And we're going to be talking about that in a different episode. But we need to slow down and say, you know, what are some common boundaries that I need to have in place to make sure that I'm living my fullest life and I'm not making assumptions? So some examples of common boundaries are I will not pursue people who reject me. Mm, mm, mm. One of my favorite statements from a couple of years ago is go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. That's extremely important. If you had a job or you are in a relationship, you want to go be around people that will celebrate you and not just tolerate you. Another good example of common boundary is uh, I will not tolerate lying. You know, I like being around people who tell the truth because people who tell the truth, guess what? They ain't got to remember the about to the next person they're talking to what they said because if i lie to one person then i got to make sure i tell the second person the second the good lie that i told the first person and if i told the third person a lie i got to make sure all three of those lies line up and that's too much work y'all <laughs> i'm too old i ain't trying to figure all this stuff out if i tell somebody the truth the first time i ain't got to remember and use up unused uh, uh brain power trying to figure out what lie did i tell the last person Another great common uh, boundary to have is I will only engage enjoyable relationships. I love this, man, because I have three main boundaries in my own personal life. Uh, Either I can help you. We can help each other or you can help me. And it usually looks a little something like this. I can help you. So I love speaking into uh, young people's lives so that they don't make the same mistakes that I made. I usually have about three or four good close friends, including my uh, habanero sugar, that we help each other build each other up. That's extremely important. Iron sharpens iron. So we have got to have that. And then I love hanging around my elders, man, because they have so much wisdom and they usually love giving you the wisdom. And I love taking the wisdom. And the financial aspect of that is free. Can somebody give you some information that's worth thousands and thousands of dollars, whether it's towards your health, towards your finances, towards your relationships, and it's free. But the value of that information that they gave you is priceless. So you want to be around people and you want to engage in enjoyable relationships. Another great boundary to have is I will not say yes just to please others. Being a people pleaser is stressful, y'all. Being a people pleaser is is demanding so you do not want to be a person that guess what people always come to you because they know you're going to say yes you want to have some boundaries in place so that saying yes is not always what the answer they're going to get you want to be able to be to the point that when you say no you ain't got to give no deep explanation of why you said no when you say no no means no and one of uh, another great boundary to have in is i will not tolerate people disrespecting me if god made you in his wonderful image and his likeness and people don't want to respect you for being the person that you are you might truly want to think about letting those people go because i have a song for people that do do not want to be around me and and they don't think they're getting anything from the relationship because i'll sing it to you in a minute because it goes something like this leave 
get gone, pack your bags, and get the hell on, because I don't want people around me. Guess what? We None of us is, is benefiting from this relationship. Guess what? God made you. I know he showed off when he made you. He broke the mold when he made you. And God didn't make anybody by accident or by mistake. But everybody is not supposed to be around you. So if you build some boundaries around yourself and understand that, guess what? Just we just don't click. That's going to be one of the greatest things you could ever do for yourself. That being said, boundaries are only as effective as your ability to do them. Do you know how many times in life that we know what we're supposed to do, but we don't actually do it? Do you know we ain't getting no younger, so you should be, you know, putting, the, you know, sign some money for when you, you know, retire and you get older. We know that how many people are actually doing it. So you got to have those boundaries in place. You got to have those boundaries of, man, I'm not getting no younger. So I got to take care of this wonderful body I've been blessed with by God and not just know to exercise. I ought to be doing exercise. I know to eat right, but I also need to eat right. I know I need to get proper rest, but I'm not getting proper rest. Having a routine of sleep. Boundaries are super important if you're going to ever live your best life. This means you need to know what you are. And are you willing to tolerate? It means what you are and what you're willing, you're not willing to tolerate. You have got to have some boundaries around you. If someone crosses those boundaries, how will you react? Uh, And we all need boundaries. You know, I'm a big sports fan. I love sports. I love sports. I love sports. And I don't care what sports you play. There is a such thing as out of bounds. So you can only play at your best ability inside the boundaries that's been placed on that sport, whether football, basketball, baseball, whatever track, you know, I don't care what sport you pay, there's boundaries. So you need to have boundaries around yourself. And when people cross your boundaries, how will you react? And most of that means is, guess what? They're disqualifying themselves for being in the game of life with you. If you don't know, you may need to become more aggressive or passive Others may feel like they have to read your mind to know what you're thinking. You don't want to be like that. When you say what you have to say, guess what? It ought to come across clearly. All of these scenarios can cause excess stress for both you and other people. If you don't know what your boundaries are, you want to make sure you have healthy boundaries. And last but not least, I want you to use I statements. I don't want you to assume anything uh, in your life of what's going on. Uh, during times of conflict, we tend to attack. You did this to me. You made me feel like we want to blame the other person for our pain. However, these attacking statements make others defensive. Often they either attack back or they shut down entirely. After all, nobody likes feeling accused. Am I right? That's big. So moreover, attacking statements often keep the arguments going and they make the character assassination part kick in. And y'all know we good at this. If I feel like, you know, I'm in a disagreement with somebody and I feel like I'm losing. Now I'm going to even leave the discussion that I'm having and I'm going to start tearing in it to the person because I want them to know that I'm winning the argument. So that's really big. You do not want to be because if the relationship is worth it, you do not want to be a character assassinating yourself or other people. Extremely important. Rather than addressing what's going on, the two of you spend more time pointing fingers at each other. And that's not good. Instead, get in the habit of owning your feelings. You can follow a simple statement 
for I statements. Simple. So they, 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 they are something a little bit like this. So rather than pointing the finger. In other words, don't be afraid to compromise when it's appropriate. It's easy to get caught up in wanting to be right about a particular issue. But it always goes back to this for me. And it's two things. How important is this relationship? And is this going against my very uh, identity of who I am as a person? Because I want to be a person that wants to be loving and I want to be loved. And if that goes against my identity of being that type of person then i got to be to the point where you know let me compromise a little bit on this because this is not that serious however sometimes you need to agree to disagree you know guess what you're not going to change my mind i'm not going to change your mind healthy relationships entail a mutual respect of taking and giving but if you don't focus enough on the giving aspect other people will start to resent you so yeah anytime you have a relationship it all ought to be some give and take that is extremely important uh, and then lastly, man, when you with the whole assumption thing, man, is be mindful of your anger, man. That's a big one. I, I me uh, being a man that had to take anger management classes because anger used to rule me so much. Uh, I don't want to assume nothing about any uh, uh, conflict that I'm in. I want to make sure I'm being mindful of where my uh, my anger is at. You know, because many men we struggle to express our anger healthily or productively, so we got to be super careful of that. So uh, instead of raising my voice and yelling. Really? Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So be mindful of your anger, man. Many men, we, str- we struggle with our, our anger, man. And we want to, because we want it to be productive and we want to be healthy with, you know, I always think like, anger in and of itself is not bad. Please. Re- I'm going to constantly say this on my podcast man anger in and of itself is not bad it's what we do with the anger that makes anger bad so what we have to do is when we're having a conflict with somebody man and and we got to catch ourselves without making assumptions we got to make sure we're not raising our voice or yelling we got to make sure we're not criticizing or putting another person to shame we got to make sure we're not making threats uh if we need to we got to walk away uh if need to and but try not to give the silent treatment uh we need to make sure we're not making passive aggressive remarks making jokes about the situation when it's a serious situation we got to become uh not to become physically violent because that that does not help with the uh relationship dynamics that we're trying to work on and we got to make sure when we're running away that we're not running away to alcohol we're not running away to drugs. We're not running away to video games. We're not running away to porn. Whatever that thing may be, man. When you're dealing with uh, your anger and assumptions of what's going on in this relationship at this moment, you got to catch yourself. Because none, none of these tactics address the anger that you're going through. And they almost make every situation worse. And I cannot say, I can almost say almost. I think they make every situation worse. Unfortunately, many people don't know how to cope with their emotions. This is part of checking on your emotional intelligence. Instead of responding appropriately, we usually react fueled by the heat of the moment. And this is where we have to catch ourselves and say, man, you know what? With the way I'm feeling, this is not going to go in a good direction. So I got to catch myself and slow down. Make sure I'm paying attention. Remember, we're not trying to assume. So if, if there's 
uh, point in the argument that things are flying off the handle, we got to ask ourselves, are we on the same subject we started with this conflict all about? It's no secret that anger can create issues within relationships. People might become scared in the relationship. And guess what? If you're in any kind of relationship, I don't care what that relationship is, there should be no fear in the relationship. It should be a good, healthy boundaries. There should be good, healthy dialogue in the relationship. There should be no uh, spirit of uh, fear in that relationship. Because when people become angry and they become angry with themselves, which breeds more tension, more often than not, neither of us will address the situation maturely. So we have to say, you know what, we're not going to run. Or if we need to take a quick break as well, let's take a break because we know this is getting fuel past where it needs to go to. And we're not making good decisions. So we need to stop. When we're angry, we sometimes go out of our way when things don't feel fair. Can you work on releasing that anger? Can you focus on letting it go? huge part in this when making assumptions anger itself is just an emotion but many people use it as a dangerous weapon if you're protecting your family man or friends or somebody that you see that's getting harmed that's one thing but when it's just hurt just to despite the other person that means we're focusing on two different things and a different we need to have a different approach towards this anger because this is not being productive at all we got to identify it we got to accept it and we got to let it pass by. The more we refuse to give it to the anger, the less of a hold it has over our reactions. So some final thoughts that I want to have. Uh, many people struggle with healthy communication. We tend to focus more on our own needs. We feel concerned about letting our guard down. We worry about being perceived as weak. We want to connect with the people that we love. We can speak what's on our minds and still respect each other. As we was as the result, we can enjoy more meaningful conversation and communication. Man, I want us to really think about that. Don't don't assume nothing, man. I want everybody to make sure they're on the same page on one accord and make sure that the relationship that they're in is flowing beautifully. But we have got to take time out, slow down, relax, and really think about what's going on. This is your boy, John Bacon, with another segment of Bacon Bents. Love you guys. God bless. All right. What's up, family? It's your boy, John Bacon, from the Bacon Bits podcast. Thank you so much for your support, likes, and ratings. Please don't just listen, but rate me, follow me, and subscribe. This is an amazing way to offer free support. My beautiful queen and I have some books that we have written for your growth. So the first book we have is a workbook, actually. It's called Healthy Relationships, and this is a workbook through the lens of faith. Because what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy? So this workbook is designed, it's a 12-week, it's a biblically grounded course, and every week has a, a few different principles. So if some of our principles, some of our topics that we're covering are respect, uh, cultivating security. And this is not just between a husband and wife. This is between parents, between siblings, between friends, between your bosses, employers. So it's really important and everyone deserves a healthy relationship. And also we have The Balanced Life by John Bacon. It covers how to be prosperous in your finances, relationships, your health, your mind, and your spirit. So you can pick that up on Amazon, also on audiobook 
And we also have The Unraveling, a creative healing journal, pinings, poems, prayers, and ponderings of my precarious life. Um, I've had a testimony of, uh, I've had two brain tumors and two brain surgeries, and I'm super grateful, but I'm still grieving the process of healing. And this is part of the process. In this book, you have devotionals, you have prayers, and you have some ponderings. And in between these pages, there's a space for you to also be prompted to paint and to create uh, your own. Or maybe you want to write something in these books. This is part of your creative healing journal that we get to walk through together. And you guys can just head over to Kingdom Servants First. Kingdom Servants, the number one, st.com. And you can purchase all three of these books. Thank you for your support, your love, and your contributions. God bless.